0: If you're sort of torn between buying all this gear or just getting out and going on adventures, in this episode, I'm gonna talk a little bit about some tips and tricks and things you can do with the gear you've already got versus staying at home and being worried about having to have the best gear or the most expensive gear or a rooftop tent or max tracks, et cetera. So let's get into how to maximize your overlanding experience with the gear you've already got. Alright so let's start by breaking this up into a few sections. The first section is making the most of your vehicle. This is probably the biggest single investment that you're going to have when you start overlanding. It's kind of the foundation of your setup. So here's how you can make the most of what you've already got. First, Utilize roof space. If you've got an SUV with some sort of a roof rack or something like that, you can use that roof space that you've already got on your vehicle without having to buy an expensive roof rack or additional rooftop tent or storage boxes or anything like that. You could strap a spare tire up there. You can put stuff up there that you need to take with you. If you've got some crates laying around, you could put them in the back of an SUV. So utilize your roof, utilize that back space in a bed of a truck, utilize that space in the back of an SUV and take advantage of what you've already got. Again, you don't have to go out and buy $300 Rome cases or $1,000 Zargus cases either to get started. Now, they're nice pieces of gear and there's nothing wrong with those. But just to get started, get out and explore. Figure out what exactly you need. What size containers do you need? What type of gear are you going to take with you? What do you actually specifically need to store? And again, to get started, just take what you got and go learn. Second, keep it simple. Like with a vehicle, a lot of stock vehicles are pretty capable as are. So you don't have to go out and spend thousands of dollars on suspension setups and bigger tires and, and mud terrain tires and you know armor and bumpers and all that stuff to get started. Now, eventually you may grow into a place where you do wanna do some more challenging trails and things like that, but to get started, just keep it really simple. It'll keep your reliability up on your vehicle. It'll make it a lot easier for you to get out and explore without having to worry about spending a bunch of money and especially spending money poorly on things that you may not end up using that much. If you do want to spend some money and you do want to focus on what makes the most sense for you as a new overlander, think about recovery, things like that. Think about recovery straps. Think about maybe something like some traction boards or something like that, because those may be something that will come in handy when you get stuck at some point. But again, you don't have to go buy the most expensive, you know, pieces of gear. You don't have to buy all that stuff to make yourself self-reliant. You can also just go with friends the first few times with some very basic recovery gear. You can still stay safe and have a good time without having to worry too much about damaging your vehicle or going crazy with your modifications. Another thing about vehicles, especially nowadays, even slightly older ones, is that they have a lot of really nice built-in features. So there are a lot of them that already have, you know, four-wheel drive high, four-wheel drive low. Some of them have lockers, depending on the type of vehicle that you've got. You know, newer Subarus have really smart all-wheel drive systems that can get you in and out of a lot of different things. So take advantage of those features, learn to use them, read through your manual, watch some YouTube videos on kind of how your vehicle functions, learn about those built-in features that your vehicle has, some of them even, like I've looked at new Mavericks and things like that, have different terrain modes where you can switch it and it will change everything from your shift modes to you know, your gearing to whatever. It will change a variety of things to give you better traction in different conditions and make your vehicle more capable without having to make any modifications. Okay, so next point, plan according to your vehicle's limitations. Again, another way to be smart about this is if you have a less capable vehicle, just plan to hit up some gravel forest service roads. You don't have to go out and tackle Moab the first trip that you go out. Instead, you can just focus on setting your trip expectations appropriately based on your vehicle's capabilities. The other nice thing about this is it's going to teach you a lot about your vehicle right if you start a little bit low and you go out and hit some gravel roads you're going to have a little bit of a good time you're going to learn a little bit about what you want to do maybe you do want some more challenge maybe you do want to hit some more tricky trails start to amp it up a little bit at a time and when you start to experience some limitations with your vehicle then you can say hey you know what clearance is my problem. If your vehicle's clearance is the problem, then you may need to fit some bigger suspension on it so you can fit bigger tires, which will get your vehicle up higher off the ground. So again, once you kind of start to learn the type of terrain that you're going to go on and the type of trips that you want to take, then you can build your vehicle appropriately without wasting money on things that you may or may not need now that you're more experienced. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. right gear is a huge thing and i will tell you from my own experience that i went out and bought everything i was so excited to get on amazon and start buying stuff get on a venture on start buying gear and you know you just accumulate it for a while i had piles of boxes sitting around in my basement before i ever even went on a trip i was accumulating gear i was buying hammocks i was buying sleeping bags i was buying shovels and knives and everything else right thinking that i needed all this stuff before i could really go on a trip And as a result, I wasted a lot of money. I spent a lot of money on things that I ended up never even using again. So, you know, think about the stuff that you've already got. If you've got an old sleeping bag, use that the first couple of trips. If you are cold, then you will learn really quickly that, hey, my sleeping bag is insufficient. I should spend some money on that. Again, overlanding is vehicle dependent travel. But you don't have to start being completely reliant on your vehicle. You don't have to have 20 solar panels and packs, fuel cans all over it, and a million traction boards and a winch and, you know, heavy-duty bumpers and all that stuff just to get started. You could take your, your 1996 Ford Explorer, throw a tent in the back, throw, you know, a cooler in the back, and you could go be out there for three, four, five days pretty easily without having to spend any money. So take advantage of the stuff that you've already got. Test your limits of your gear, just like you would with your vehicle, test your limits of your gear. And then as you learn the holes in your setup, then you can prioritize where to spend your money. In addition to your camping gear, you also have to think about cooking, right? Especially if you're going on a little bit longer trip, three, four, five plus days then you're going to be cooking a lot, right? You've got to keep yourself alive. You've got to eat food. You've got to drink water. You've got to have, you know, some kitchen gear to carry water. So you're going to need some sort of a jug to carry water. Um, you could, again, for the first few trips, bring some bottles of water or something. Bring some milk jugs. Take some gallon milk jugs and fill them with water if you need to. So you don't have to go out and buy an expensive you know, aqua thing or a seven gallon jug or anything like that. You don't have to go and get all that gear for the first couple trips. You can just explore and kind of test your limits. Same with your kitchen gear. You don't need to go get a full, you know, front-runner kitchen set up with 20 knives and forks and spoons and you're not entertaining a whole busload of high school athletes, right? Like you just need to get yourself through a few days of being self-sufficient. So take what you've got at home. Use some of your stuff that you've already got. Clean your dishes at the end again with those gallons of water that you bring in your milk jugs. You can wash off your dishes. You can clean things up. Bring a couple of towels with you. Use the stuff that you've got in your house just to get started. And again, you may not even like cooking, right? You may hit a point where you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna bring Uh, mountain house type meals which are basically freeze-dried meals uh, that you just boil some water and then pour into the bag and shake it up and let it sit for 10 minutes and then you've got biscuits and gravy, right? If that's your thing then you learn that and you don't waste all that money on kitchen gear that you're gonna not use in the long run. These same rules apply to clothing, right? Now clothing can be one of the more important things that you're gonna need on one of these trips. However, I will say I've been doing this for like five or six years and I still haven't spent a ton of money on on clothing. Now one tip that I got from uh, one of the guys from GTFO Overland was, you know, if you're gonna spend money, spend money on the things that touch your body. So like a sleeping bag, blankets, clothing, that sort of thing, versus your external gear. Especially if you're going like cold winter camping, um, you're gonna the better your gear is, the more comfortable you're gonna be. The more comfortable you are, the better your trip's gonna be, right? But again, I will say I went to Wisconsin here a couple weeks ago and I wore a pair of Walmart sweatpants that were like six bucks with some cargo pants basically over top of them, some snow boots, and a t-shirt with a long sleeve shirt with a fleece over it with a jacket over that. That's all that I wore. I didn't have any fancy Columbia gear or Patagonia gear or anything like that. I didn't have to go and spend a million dollars on clothes to to get out and explore. And it was, you know, four degrees the first night and negative 11 the second night. Um, now i have a diesel heater so that's pretty bougie you don't have to get a diesel heater to start but if you're going to go in the winter again that's one of those things i learned over time after the first three four years of doing this i started to see people with the diesel heaters somebody let me borrow one one night and i was like oh my gosh game changer. I'm a big winter camper for me. That makes sense. And so I prioritize my money to buy a diesel heater and to keep that thing fueled up and have a battery bank that could run it. Um, And that was a good expenditure for me because I go all the time in the winter. But you may go in the winter and you may hate it, right? Or you may be like, hey, I, I spent my money on clothes instead, and that keeps me warm and I don't need a diesel heater. So again, get out with the clothes that you got, Go exploring. Try it out. If you're miserable, then you can make adjustments. You can prioritize your spending on what clothing you need to get to make yourself more comfortable the next trip. So again, by using your existing gear, it's going to help save you money, and it's also going to give you still a great overlanding experience where you're going to learn a lot and you're going to be able to then adjust your gear setup for future trips. Trips. All right guys, so that was the episode on maximizing your overlanding trips by using the gear that you already own. Again, this applies whether you're brand new to overlanding or if you've been doing it for a little while. I mean, I've used a lot of the same gear for the last few years and there are definitely things that I'm starting to figure out where I need to make some changes. I need to simplify my the setup of the rear of my truck so that I know where everything is. I need to do some more built-in storage. I'm figuring that stuff out. but. I can still go and have great trips, even if my setup isn't just exactly perfect and dialed in, even if I haven't spent a bunch of money on extra stuff just to get that final sort of level of fine tuning into my setup. If you're on YouTube, click that like button if you got value out of the video. If you're on the podcast, leave a five star review if you'd like. I'd love to see comments from you guys and hear from you, and it helps out quite a bit. Also in the description down below are links to all my other social channels. So if you want to join the conversation and really get involved, come over and join wherever you want. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you want. There are also links to the Patreon group. We've got an awesome group of folks in there where we talk about our rigs and our setups and challenges, new gear and things like that all the time. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, click on that link. And then last but not least, the Newbie Overlanders Facebook group. Totally free to join. About 12,000 members right now. So, you know, we'd love to have you over there as well. Come and hang out. So again, thanks for watching, thanks for listening on the podcast, and we will see you guys next week.